Jesus, our supplications, Almighty God. Help us, Lord, to do it with the whole heart, Lord, Almighty God. Worship you and praise you, Lord. Show adoration, Lord, unto your name, Lord, Almighty God. Author and finisher of our faith, Almighty God. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega. Thank you, Lord Almighty God, for waking us up this morning. Pray for the service, Lord Almighty God. Pray, Lord Almighty God. Amen. That your gifts will be in operation this afternoon. Thank you, Lord Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for all that you provide for your protection. Your protection. For naming every need that we have, Lord Almighty God. We thank you, Lord, for your healing, Lord. Salvation, Lord, and deliverance, Lord Jesus, Almighty God. We thank you, Lord, for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. There was a little green backpack out there. The phone was going off. I just pressed snooze. I didn't look at anything, but it's on the table. It's probably going to start going off again in about five minutes. But it's good to be in the house of God. Amen. I'm so glad to be here. In our Sunday school class, we were talking about praise and worship, and it's so important because, not just because it's God and he deserves our praise and our worship, but it helps us get the focus off of ourselves and our problems. And we all have problems. We all have trials that we go through. But when we're looking at him, we're less apt to think about ourselves. And when we're praising and we're worshiping him, we're giving him that reverence and and uh, putting that trust in him. The trust, trust part is hard for a lot of us. I don't know why, but it is. But we need to just trust that God has control of everything. So let's just praise him together today. Amen. And, and remember why we're here. That's why we're here. To That's worship right. the King of Kings. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Oh, let's 
as the scripture says, a good report makes the bones fat. <laughs> and you know what we talk about, and, and, and like Brother Dan said, about giving God glory. That's really what this is all about. Is everything that He has done and His His works, as the psalmist said, the works of the Lord are marvelous. And what God does for you and I, what He is capable of doing, Amen, can go beyond what you and I could ever imagine. If we have the faith, if we just believe what He's able to do. Amen. So it's always good to hear about these things happening. I mean, it's just, that's a good uh, indication that God is still moving. And amen, He's moving for you and I. And praise God. It's good to talk about miracles. I remember uh, about a week ago, I was listening to a, a Facebook uh Brother, brother Ty Martin and uh, Sister Hannah put a put a uh, Facebook uh, presentation. Brother Hancock uh, back in I think it was 2000 and I'm gonna say 20, right before the pandemic anyway. And he was promoting the gifts of the Spirit. And Brother Hancock was saying how important it is for the church to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. He recommended that that's what we all need to do. We need to let the Lord minister through us, and and so that He could, you know, obviously He can be glorified, and that the body can be edified, you know, and all this. And he started talking about a miracle that took place when he was a young man, and he said he he prayed for this young boy that was at a at a meeting there. And he said, I wasn't, he said, I wasn't preaching, he said, but the Lord dealt with me about this young man who was there, he said, and I prayed for him, and he was blind in one eye, he said, and the Lord dealt with me to pray for him, so I went and I prayed for him, and he said, the Lord healed him, and he could see out of that one blind eye, wow. and uh, he said, the, the, the boy started jumping around, and, and he said, this kind of just uh, rejoicing that he could see, and he was telling his mom, and he told his mom, he said, Mom, I can see. And so his mom said, you, you can't see. She said, so he said, can. And she said, you can't see. He said, can't see. <laughs> but, but the reason why his mom was saying, you can't see, the miracle was this. The boy and his father was involved in a car accident. And so in the car accident, his, his eye was torn out of its socket. And so they replaced it with a glass eye. The miracle was God restored sight in that glass eye. So he could see. That, that is the miracle. That's what God can do. That's what God can do. Praise God. And as Jesus said, with men... Things are impossible, but That's with God, right. all things are possible. That's right. Amen. So you think about that. You think about what God is able to do. He is able to do that. Amen. Amen. He's able to perform the whole basis of his coming and the whole basis of 
the New Testament ministry. The New Testament ministry, I'm talking about the church. The whole basis is built upon what he put in the body, what he put in the church. That's why he said to his disciples, when you go out and you make disciples of all nations, and he said, he said this, when you do this and they believe, they believe on, on my name, he said, in my name, he said, you will see these signs happen. And so that's all a part of, of what he's given us. And of course, you know, it's represented in the church and represented in the ministry, the New Testament ministry. That's who you and I are. So when we can stand up and give God glory the way we do. Here's one thing. I don't believe God will heal you halfway. I believe God will heal you all the way. I believe the Lord will make you whole. And we've seen that happen. And, and of course, you know, we're clapping our hands. But praise God. When we can witness this on a regular basis. Can you imagine that? Because that's what the body is all about. What I was teaching this morning. Amen. There's the, the, that's one thing about the church. It's different. It's set apart. It's not like any other entity or any other, amen, any other organization or anything like that. It's different. It's set apart because of what God has placed in it. The, the born again experience, amen, has, has done for us so many things. And it can still do for us so many things. So you think about that. Praise God. So I'm glad. And amen. It's good. It's good because, amen, you and I need that, don't we? Yes. You and I need that. We need to be, praise God, saturated. We need to be saturated with the truth and saturated with the Spirit of God so God can, amen, fulfill these things. These things can be done in the church and praise God. So that's what we're all about. Thank God for the church. Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank God for the church. You think about it. You think about it. What what we have and praise God. Like what I was saying this morning. We're walking into a different realm. Into a different dimension. Because of what we've done. And because we have invoked the name of Jesus. And we have obeyed him. Guess what? You know what we've done? We've brought heaven on the scene. So that's why the Bible seems to make more sense. When we talk about it. When he said that. Amen. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, yes. Amen. there am I in the midst of them. In other yes. words, guess what? The presence of the Lord is in this place. Right. Yes. Even though you can't see him, he's yes. here. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. He's moving. Yes. He's stirring. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. And if you really feel, if you feel after him, you could probably feel his pulse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The heartbeat. His heartbeat, and you can feel that. Amen. Amen. And you can become part of it. Man, that's beautiful when you think about it. Because we are in his his body. We are his body. Thank God for what he's done. And we need to be excited about that. Yes. We need to yes. praise God. Focus on that testimony because that's the testimony he's given us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I want to say we thank God for. Or I want to thank everybody for helping for for our uh, our uh, lunch sale Thursday. We made uh, twelve sixty one thousand two hundred sixty. Wow. Yeah, we were, we were kept busy and. From the time we started, from the time we finished, we were kept busy and praise God. I'm, you know, I haven't, I don't live in Wagner no more, but just kind of like I kind of forgot different addresses and stuff like that. But you know, you start to drive. I think Brother Dan probably knows it better than I do now. <laughs> praise God, driving around in Wagner just <laughs> praise God. So we we had a good time. We had a good sale, and of course it was. Thank God for everybody that labored and that help with that. Amen. Whatever you contributed, so thankful. Amen. Praise God because the Lord blessed us and there were some anointed Indian tacos that were sent out. Yes. Amen. Thank God for that anointed kitchen. Amen. 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 That's right. If you have the Spirit of God and you labor for God, guess what? You're anointing goes through you. So that's why, I, I believe that's the reason why people people always say this. Man, your Indian tacos are so good. Your bread is so, tastes so good. I mean, praise God. And so you know, obviously that's probably, probably, probably because of the anointing that's there. It's like, amen. We don't just use vegetable oil. We use Holy Ghost <laughs> oil. Yeah. I like it. Yes, I like that. Makes it good. Makes it good. Isn't God good? Yes. And and praise God. You know, uh, today today uh, Sunday is always a. Uh, Long day, if I want to say it in that in that sense, a long day for us because we're here from. Oh, some of us get here about ten o'clock, and until we get out, maybe about three thirty, four, sometimes longer. However, the spirit moves. We're here that. So this is a long day that we spend here. We take a break, a half hour break, but being in the presence of God, that's something. Just being here, just to have fellowship and and uh, Amen. Let the word of God have free course. Amen. Let the word of God have free course. Just let it. What's being said, what's being taught, what's being preached, what's being testified, just let it have liberty. Just move. It's just like that's beautiful when we can put ourselves in that position where we can be right in the midst of all that. And like Sister Lisa said, you know, there's something up here. There's just something about the altar. Praise God that just sets everything apart, and that's what's here. I mean, you can feel that. You can feel the presence of the Lord. You can feel that anointing. There. I mean, it's like, praise God, there's nothing like it. So when you want to put your, be in that position where you want to, amen, bless yourself and you want to basically immerse yourself in the presence of God, this is a place you ought to be. Yes. This is a place you ought to be. And, and don't just put one foot in, put both feet in. Yes. <laughs> totally immerse yourself. Amen. I always remember when they were teaching us uh, Lakota, Lakota language, and, and uh, 
Amen. Uh, our, our teacher said the best way you can do it, the best way you can catch on, he says, immerse yourself in the culture. Immerse yourself with with your people. And he said, that's the best way you can you can pick up and you you'll get it then. Let me tell you something. That's what it takes. Yeah. Immersion. Yeah. Immerse yourself what's and what's going on here. Praise God. You're gonna find out. You're going to catch on real fast. It's real easy. So I thank God for His presence. And I know there's people that come. They probably sit outside here. I've heard of some coming and sitting outside. That's the closest they'll get. But Lord willing, one day they're all going to be coming inside here. They can still feel the power, but it'd be nice if they can come in here and praise God be exposed to it. Amen. Like you and I are, so I thank God for what He is doing. If you would turn your attention with me to the theme and the book of Psalms, chapter, uh, let me find my chapter 90 in the book of Psalms. Praise God. We'll read the scripture, Psalms 90. We'll start with verse number one. If you have it, say amen. 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 He says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth, in the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood, they are as asleep in the morning. They are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. We are consumed by thine anger and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before us, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are past away in thy wrath we spend our years as a tale that is told the days of our years are threescore years sixty years and ten and if by reason of strength they by strength their strength labor uh, by reason of strength, they be fourscore years, eighty years. Yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So he says, teach us 
to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Amen. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity again. Thank you for your presence, Lord, that is in this place and that we acknowledge, O oh God. Bless your people, Lord. Quicken us in thy sight. And lift us up, O oh God, that we can abide with you in your presence. Let this word come to life, Lord, in me and in your people, O oh God. Strengthen us, Lord. Give us wisdom and insight, Father. Help us, Lord, that we can heed, Father, your word. Let us be obedient, God, to your will. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. amen. You may be seated. Pretty amazing, isn't it? You read the passage of Scripture, and I want to read a little bit more. And If you would turn with me back to the book of Psalms, still in the same book, the book of Psalms. 34, excuse me, if I didn't give you a chapter. 34. Let me just uh, <clears throat> attach this to the passage of Scripture that we just read in Psalms 90. But look what he says in 34. In verse number 12, look what it says. What is man, what man is he that desireth life? And loveth many days that he may see good. Wow. What man is she that desireth life? Don't we all feel that way? And loveth many days that he may see good. Keep thy tongue from evil. And thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. But what man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Of course, we, what we're speaking about here is life. The life that has been given to us. The life that we have been granted when we were born into this world. What's amazing What's amazing is from that point of birth, we are all given, amen, the opportunity. And we all have potential. Of course, when we're babes, when we're little children, just like some of these little folks that we have here running around in here, it's difficult for them to try to even make that decision for themselves because... They're not capable and they're thinking to do that. And right now the only cue that they have is is basically or the only example they have is just to basically follow follow you and what you're doing. 
In other words, they're going to mimic what you're doing. So the understanding they have is just to do what everybody else is doing. They can't decide that on their own. But when we talk about life and we talk and talk about having and wanting a good life, how many of you want a good life? Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and we, we want a good life. We want to live a good life. It's possible. Let me tell you something. It's very possible to live a good life. Yeah. Amen. A healthy life. Because that's what God wills for us. But we need to understand in order for that to happen, there's a lot of things that we need to consider and a lot of things that we are looking for. But always remember, life is very short. He was talking about the days of man. He said three score years and ten. And amen. That's the years. What does that mean? Three score years. Sixty years and ten. That's seventy years. Praise God. So we're granted at least seventy years. Did you realize this when you study in the Bible and you go back in the beginning? In, in the beginning when, when God created the heavens and the earth and there was man. When he created man. Did you realize that? Amen. Uh, they lived lives that were that spanned almost. I think the longest was 969 years of life. Can you imagine that? 969 years of life. Can you imagine living to be 969 years old? Praise God. But why is it? Why is it? The Scripture says that when you read that, that's not that's not a fairy tale. That's truth. That's fact. Those men lived for 969 years. But if you notice. Their lives, their lifespan began to shorten. So some were, amen, in the in in, a, in a, this little past nine hundred years, eight hundred and some years, amen, uh, seven hundred and some years. To us, that's several lifetimes. But can you imagine why was it that those men lived that that long? You know what it was. Amen. Eternal life because of the amen decision that man made, that Adam and Eve made. Amen. They they were given the opportunity to live in paradise. Yeah. They were given the opportunity to live with the Lord there in the Garden of Eden, paradise. Everything was set up for them, and all they had to do was take care of the Garden of Eden. Amen. Everything was right there for them. Their, their food source. Everything. Praise God. And all they had to do it was what? Obey Him. So as a result, when Amen, when the serpent came and the serpent beguiled Eve and Eve gave in to his deception, and so because of her sin, passed down to Adam so as a result sin came into the picture and so what the Bible says about sin the wages of sin is death death had to happen and death did come because he said in the day that you eat thereof you shall surely die so they did die they didn't die physically they died spiritually sin separated them from God so as a result of sin separated them from God, guess what? Their lifespans began to grow short. Yeah. Amen. The influence of eternal life began to wear off. So their lifespans went from 900 and some years all the way down to Noah's day, 120 years. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. My, my, my. In the back of every human being's mind, is a desire to live a long life. 
every human being, amen, wants to do that. If that's not so, why are people trying all kinds of remedies and treatments to try to stay young, to try to keep their appearance looking young? Why is it? Amen. Because they don't want to acknowledge a certain word, amen, that we call age. We're aging. We're growing older. Praise God. Our lifespan is shorter. So he says at best, 60 score and seven, 70 years. Or by reason of strength, he says. Or by reason of strength, four score years. Amen. Yet, amen, they're, they're, it's going to be in labor and in sorrow. In other words, let me tell you something. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Why, why does life have to be so difficult and so hard? You know what he's talking about? He's talking about a life that, amen, does not involve God. You know, my family, on both sides of my family, my, my uh, maternal grandparents and my paternal grandparents, they live long lives. Amen. I was going through some paperwork and I, I, I brought up some uh, the birth dates of my, my great grandpa, his my grandpa's family, his siblings. When they were born, this is going all the way back into the 1800s when they were born. Amen. Some of them lived to, to, to die in the early 1900s. Wow. Praise God. See, they, they had longevity. They had longevity. They lived a long life. And my family, guess what? 80 years and above was the, amen, length of their lifetime. And some, even 90, amen, on my dad's side, some of my uncles and aunties living to almost 94, 95 years old. And I even had a grandmother that almost made it to her 110th birthday. Wow. 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 Woo. How many of you want to live that long? How many of you desire to live that long? Right. Amen. Guess what? We all do. Yeah. We don't want to die, do we? We're afraid of death. We don't want to give up, amen, the, the life that we have. We're afraid of dying. But guess what? Our days are numbered. Yeah. Yeah. We were sitting there at, uh, amen, my cousin passed away. We were sitting there after his funeral, at the reception. I was sitting there with both of my aunties. And my auntie Opal, of course, she's about 94 years old. Amen. And my auntie LaVera, amen, in her 80s. And my auntie Charlotte was the baby of the family. She was like 78 years old. Praise God. So I was sitting there and I was just looking at them. And I said, I said, hey, I said, I, I'm really, I, I thank God we're able to sit here and visit with everybody. I said, you know what? I said, Tell me what your secret is to having such a long life, of living such a long life. Amen. My Auntie Opa was sitting there. She looked at me. She put her head down. Amen. She was thinking about it. And then she looked up at me. She said, Amen. We obeyed our parents. And the Bible says if you obey your parents, you're going to be given a long life. If you children want to live a long life, guess what the secret is? Obey your parents. Wow, that's so true. Ooh, you don't think the word of God is true? I believe it is. 
Why is it? Well, if you obey your parents, if you learn how to respect authority, you're also going to learn how to respect God. Because that's God's ways. Are you listening to me? That, that's God's ways. That's his, uh, praise God. That's the structure that he put in the family. So if we respect our parents, if we obey our parents, we have the promise of a long life. Praise God. So here we are. Back when I first started preaching, way back in the 80s, I was a young, I was a young man. <laughs> I always thought to myself, I'm, I'm kind of having a difficult time persuading people about the Word of God. And you know what my problem was? My age. Because a lot of people, when I preach to them, as one person told me, I don't want no young preacher telling me how to live my life. Yeah. Wow. So because of that, praise God, I just kind of, something that kind of pushed me back just a little bit and made me a little bit more fearful and praise God. But I thought to myself, no, God called me to preach, so I'm going to preach. But listen to me now. Amen. That was way back then. Now I am an elder. Now I'm an elder. I, I've lived, amen, a good life. Let me tell you something. My, my testimony, my preaching should carry more weight than it did back then. You know why? Because I know what I'm talking about. If anything, I live that life. All these elders in here have lived that life. If you want to hear about life, if you want to hear about wisdom, amen, talk to these elders. And they can, amen, impart to you a lot of good knowledge and wisdom and information that you so need. But life is too short. You read this, and uh, I, I was reading some, uh, amen, some, some commentaries, and amen, they were talking about the book of Revelation, and they talked about John, and amen, what he's seen, and what was going to happen during the, 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 the last days, and amen, and they were, they were referring to that where he makes that statement, and of course, he, 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 after the Lord shows him everything that he's seen, Amen. John, in his heart, felt compelled to say, Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. So back then in the first century, all the, amen, the saints that were in the church, amen, thought that the coming of the Lord was going to be very soon. Amen. Because, amen, John said, Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. So in their lifetime, they were expecting, amen, the Lord to return. But, amen, they were looking at it from the wrong perspective. They weren't looking at it from God's perspective. They were looking at it from their own perspective. Right. You know why? God is eternal. Amen. God is eternal. Yeah. As we as yeah. we read, uh, amen, uh, uh, one day as is as a thousand years yeah. in his sight. Yeah. Amen. So his perception of time is different than ours. Yeah. So back then, John could say, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Why? Amen. Because uh, almost 2,000 years have gone by. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. We're still here. But in God's mind, He has barely even winked His eye. Yeah. 
So when we look at things from God's perspective, oh, the brevity of life. Are you listening to me? The brevity of life. Life is short. Life is short. Amen. I'm standing on this side. Praise God of life as, as is all these other elders that are here. We're standing on this side. Amen. The majority of you are still on the other side. The majority of you are still going up that mountain. And here we are. We have gone down the other side. So we know what we're talking about. Praise God. We have been up the mountain, and now we're going down the mountain. We know what life is all about. Praise God. So, praise Lord, I want you to understand this. That's why we need to respect. Why? Because life is too short. James said this. James chapter 4, if you want to go there. He said this in the scripture. Amen. I'm going to take my time so you can read it for yourselves. But James chapter 4. Look what he says. We'll start with verse number 13. He says, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Man, we're always making plans, aren't we? We all have plans. Praise God. And he says, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. In other words, you don't know what tomorrow holds. You cannot foresee the future. Guess what? You can't even see past today. Praise the Lord. Let alone the future. Praise God. So he says that, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? What is your life? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. So our life is brief. We're here for one moment and then we're gone the next. Amen. That's how short life is. That's why we need to be more considerate about our life. Are you listening to me? Amen. There's another thing I want to throw in there. Life is fragile. You've got to learn how, praise God, to take care of yourself. You've got to learn how to, amen, to appreciate the life that you have because life is short and life is fragile. He says, this is what you ought to do or that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good. And doeth it not. To him it is sin. In other words. When we know what we should be doing. Right. Huh? 
Guess what? Amen. You may have a will. And I believe everybody has a will. You may have an opinion. And everybody has an opinion. But amen. Guess what? God has a will. God has an opinion. And God's will is different than your will. Amen. God's opinion is different than your opinion. That's why he said, my ways are higher than your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Man, I hope this is a learning experience right now. <laughs> it just seems like everybody's just... <laughs> I hope your mind just like a sponge. Your mind and your spirit is sinking in. Let me tell you something, young folks. You're at an advantage. You're at an advantage, all you young folks. You're at an advantage because guess what? You can start your life, even though you're young. You can start to make a difference in your own life, even though you're young. Praise God. You have an advantage. You know what your advantage is? You can follow the Lord wherever he wants to lead you. And if you follow the Lord wherever he's going to lead you, guess what he's going to do? He's going to prosper you. He's going to bless your life. He's going to make your life good. So I would take advantage. Guess what? Because, amen, we're all like that. Praise God. We've got plans. We want to do this. We want to do that. Huh? Amen. The day I got the Holy Ghost, Victory Temple, Denver, Colorado. The day I got the Holy Ghost, I was so overwhelmed. Couldn't get over that feeling. Still had those jitters. Still had that feeling. Got home and had to go in the prayer closet and make sure I still got it. Amen. When I prayed through the speaking in tongues again, I knew I still had it. But you know what was one of my first revelations that hit me? And it hit me, amen, I was in my early 20s, and it hit me. You know what I said to my wife? I said, I wish I would have got the Holy Ghost sooner in my life. Then I would have never had to go through all the heartache and all the pain I suffered. Yes, Lord. And we try to do our best. Try not to touch drugs. Try not to touch alcohol. Try not to get involved with the crowd. With all these other vices that the world has to offer. Fornication. Premarital sex. Drugs. Alcohol. All this stuff going on. Try to keep myself away from it. Guess what? The pool was too strong. I gave into it. So guess what happened? I fell into it just like anybody else. But thank God he came into my life when I was in my early 20s. Changed all that. And I, I was always trying to my, my grandma too. I was always saying, hey, don't do that. Don't, you, don't hang around with so-and-so. Huh? Stay away from them. 
<laughs> but you know what? When we're young, we know it all. Right. That's right. They know way more nice. Right now, some of you are of the mentality that you think you know more than your mom or dad. That isn't ever a lie of the devil. That is a lie. Amen. Yes, it is. You know nothing. Amen. You don't know it. Amen. Why is it? Knowledge isn't just getting something here. Right. Knowledge is experience. Yeah. When you go through life and you experience something, yeah. you're acquiring knowledge. Yeah. It's not what you get in your head. It's yeah. what you go through in life. Yeah. So life ought to teach you some yeah. things. There's some things in life yeah. that should teach us, yeah. amen, what we ought to do. Yeah. I'm just trying to say some of you, a lot of headache, a lot of stress, huh? a lot of worry. I'm just trying to save some of you from going through all the hardships that you do not need to go through. Amen. That you can avoid. I'm trying to make your life more easier if you would pay attention. Why? Because I'm older now. And I've been there. Yeah. Listen to me, all you young people. Listen to me, grandkids. Alora, Tig, Jojo, Dean, Dash, Bala, on and on and on. <laughs> Listen to this. Here's a startling revelation. Grandpa's been there, has done that. So I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Huh? Amen. I know what I'm talking about. Amen. But here, here's the thing. I'm not holding anything back from you. Right. Amen. I'm being up front with you. Amen. Praise God. I'm not whispering this. Nope. Or I'm not Amen. texting it on the phone. Right. I'm making it very obvious. Yeah. Praise God. Pay attention. I'm speaking to you directly. Yeah. I'm not holding back. Yeah. Praise God. Right. Amen. I'm sharing with you the truth. It's kind of funny. Everybody gets get offended. Yep. That's right. Amen. People don't like to hear, don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Can't. Yeah. That's right. Here's a big one. No. That's right. That's right. But sometimes you need to hear them words. You know why? Because if you hear them, a lot of things that I say over this pulpit, it's not a suggestion. Right? That's right. Amen. Amen. You know what they are? coming from the word of God right. whether you want to believe it or not it's coming from this right here right. it's coming from the word of God it's right. coming from amen the mouth of God yes. amen so what I'm speaking to you is a directive are you listening to me it's a directive a directive if you pay attention if you amen heed it 
if you apply it to your life, it's going to give you direction. Because that's what a directive does. It gives you direction. It points you to the right way. It points you to the right path. And you can walk the way you should be walking. And it's not a suggestion. It's imperative. It's imperative. I never heard my dad say, son. And he told me certain things. That's just a suggestion. <laughs> no. He just look at me with his blue eyes and say, son. And I look at him and say, oh, okay, dad. And he would tell me, I say, okay, dad. Hmm? Because it wasn't a suggestion. It was a directive. And when, the, when my dad told me, guess what? I did it. Even though I didn't feel like doing it, I did it. Guess what? We had to go to church when we were young. Sometimes we had to dress up. Amen. We didn't like doing it. But because my dad required it, he said, you're going to go to church. Guess what? We went to church. Amen. I listened to him. I subjected myself to his authority because that was the right thing to do. Amen. If you have a problem, misunderstanding, praise God. Obey your parents because that's the right thing for you to do right now in your life. quiet in here. Yeah. Is this the, the living stone? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm in the right place. Yeah. Life is short. Life is fragile. Mm. I was reading the testimony of Brother and Sister Anderson, missionaries to Colombia and Brazil. In the first few years down there, man, they encountered so much adversity and hardship. Amen. And persecution, not coming from the natives that they were ministering to, but the government down there. And of all people, the Catholic Church. So because of that, they were pressured. And amen, they, they weren't allowed to enter in uh, certain facilities and hospitals and such they were just you know basically they they were just showing the hand and saying no you can't do this because of who you are amen i remember sister anderson talking about her young daughter who came down i think it was malaria amen she was down with malaria she was bedridden for even a long time and she said we had to get this certain project done for the church she said and I knew I had to make that, amen, that, that, that trip. It was about 14 miles away. And she said, we didn't have a vehicle, so we had to walk. So there I was. And she, we, she said, we had some people watching our children. And there I was. She said, I walked up to my little girl. And amen, she was laying there. Amen. And I, and I talked to her. And I said, you're going to be all right. Mommy's going to be back. And she said, I, 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 I prayed with her. I sang with her. I kissed her. And amen. I, I said, I'll be back. Little did I know when I came back in the evening, my baby girl would be gone. Amen. A lot of times we don't realize how fragile life is. We need to realize. 
realize this. Praise God that God is in our lives. We need to take advantage of His grace, His mercy, His loving kindness, His care. I came back that evening. She said my little baby girl was gone. But I knew she was okay. I knew that the Lord came and took her. She said that gave me consolation. Amen. That helped me to understand. But amen. If you think about it. If you think your life is going to go on and on and on. Don't let the devil fool you. Don't let the devil deceive you. That's what the world thinks. Amen. Life will never end. That's why they're living the way they're living. But little do they realize they don't know what tomorrow holds. In the book of Ecclesiastes, in chapter 2, Right around verse number 22. Amen. Solomon wrote this. Listen to his words. Amen. He said, For what hath man of all his labor and of the vexation of his heart? In other words, what hath man of all his labor and the troubling of his heart? Wherein he hath labored under the sun. Everything that we do under the sun. Everything that our life consists of. Every moment, every second. Are you listening to me? Every minute, praise God, under the sun. Everything, every exertion we ever make throughout the day. He said, for all his days are sorrows. Let me tell you something. That's what we're exposed to. Every day, all the sorrows. Why? Because of the sin. Because of the sin that is out there in this world. Praise God. Affects us. You don't believe sin can affect you. It does affect you. Whoever you come into contact with. Praise God. If you're not a sinner yourself, let me tell you something. Sin does affect you. Wonder all the heartache. Wonder all the trouble. Wonder all the trials. All the pressures of life. Which the scripture calls tribulation. Are you listening to me? All the times that we are afflicted. All the times we are tormented in our mind, in our heart, in our spirit. Are you listening to me? All the times we ever become ill. Amen. With all the diseases that we're exposed to. You tell me. You tell me you're not exempt. Because we all come in contact with it every day. This world we live in. We all brush up against it. Amen. And even though you're trying to keep your world intact, even though you're trying to keep your life simple and good, are you listening to me? Even though there may be a certain percentage of love and goodness and peace and joy 
Let that sink in. Because that's the truth. You wonder why it is that you're suffering? Huh? I was telling my wife the other day, being a, amen, a uh, alcohol, drug, dependency counselor, come into contact with a lot of different, amen, situations, different people. Amen. Even though you try to somehow hey, give them some kind of knowledge or understanding to help them to come out of that lifestyle, to help them to be free of it. It just seems like, amen, for whatever reason, they always turn around and they always relapse. And you can see it in them when they come to a certain revelation, their eyes just kind of open up and they go, wow, I didn't realize that. They feel that goodness. They feel they they feel like there there's potential for them. But what happens to them? They always seem to turn around and they always go back that same direction. And I said, I told her, I said, they're a glutton for punishment. I know this. I know human nature. I know the human spirit. We don't like that. We don't like being under pressure. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You don't like being under pressure. You don't like feeling bad. You don't like feeling negative. You don't like being burdened and heavy. Guess what? There's an answer for that problem you have. His name is Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. But he said, for all his days are sorrows and his travail grief. We can all identify with that, can we? He says, yea, his heart taketh not rest in the night. Sometimes we don't get rest. We don't get sleep. You know why? We're worried about tomorrow. Amen. We're laden with that burden that we feel. The uneasiness. Are you listening to me? Amen. We don't know what's going to happen. So look what he says. This also is vanity. Man, if I could ever get you to understand my heart, if I could ever get you to understand what God wants to do for you, man, the potential you have, the opportunity given to you right now. Are you listening? Amen. For you to get a hold of life. For you to get a hold of eternal life. For your life to change indefinitely. Are you listening to me? That you can live a good life. A good long life. Me and Mama Walker. Me and Sister Walker. I told her, I said, uh, have, you, have you gotten your fishing license yet? She said, no, not yet. And she said, I, might, might be a possibility. I don't want to get a, pay $22 to fish only one time. I said, okay. I told her, I said, man, 
for whatever reason, and I know I used to really like to fish when I was young, man, get out to Gunner's Dam and a lot of those other dams, Dry Creek Dam, go out there and catch some great big old walleye, big old largemouth bass, and amen, crappie and perch and all that, and woo! So I said, you know what? I said, since, since the, the, you know, the, the food prices are high, I'd like to go out there and get me some fish so I can yeah. fillet it, put it in the freezer. Yeah. Save it for a time when we need, and I can just get out and mm, mm, mm. Yeah. chips and fishing chips. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, Mama, you and I are going to go fishing. I want to take you fishing. We're going to go out. We're going to go fishing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I want to talk to you because this is, I'm talking to you about the brevity of life. Here's the thing. Somebody might say, well, I don't know. I, I'm so busy. But guess what? You know what our problem is? We can't make time. So if we're going to do it, it's going to be because we're going to make time. It's kind of funny. We've got time for everything else under the sun, but we don't have time for God. We don't have time for the good things. But we have time for the bad things. We have time for the negative things. The other day, I, said, I talked to myself, I need to get this yard work done. So I started on it, started out in the morning. I need to get this done, got it done. It was already afternoon, mid-afternoon. I said, what in the world? Something that used to take me 45 minutes an hour, several hours, what happened? I thought to myself, did somebody turn up the clock? <laughs> Time goes by fast. Yeah. Goes yeah. by too fast. Yeah. Seems like when you were younger, it seemed like all day used to be an eternity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 When they turn this loose, boy, we just... Yeah. Right. It's like we were gone for almost two days and it wasn't even that long. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You young folk don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. When you get to be our age, yep. yes. Amen. boy, it just seems like the days go. Whoosh, That's whoosh, right. Whoosh. That's right. That's Melissa right. said this morning, it's already July 2nd. Right. And guess what? Just Here's a new one. Time doesn't stand still. That's right. <laughs> Just goes on. You just watch it. When you're watching it, you don't realize what's going on. Time is passing. Time is passing. Yes. Yeah. But it just seems like look at look what Job says. Job said this in Job seven six. He said, My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. Wow. That's fast. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even see it. Wow. Where did here's a famous line. Where did time go? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Wow. You know what? What a combination. When time gets away from us, and while that time's getting away from us, we don't have any hope. We don't have any remedy. We don't have any answer. That's when it really, amen, turns bad for us. Amen. I want my days to be full of hope. I want to know that, praise God, I can receive something even good during the day that God gives me. Being my age is just like watching those days go by. Here, here, let me share something with you. Uh, hopefully this is not deviating from what, but when we talk about time, I'm glad right now the Lord is in a passive mood. Mm. You know why I say that? Because this world, huh? This world deserves judgment. And because it hasn't, and there's going to be a day, let me tell you something, there's going to be a day when all that's going to change. It's in the near future. It's going to happen regardless of what people believe. It's not going to happen. Oh, yes, it is. But I'm glad right now the Lord is in a passive mood. In other words, he's letting it all go on. So what does that tell me? That tells me I better do something. That tells me I need to make some adjustments in my life. Huh? If I want if I want to, my life to be better, how many of you want your life to be better? Huh? How many of you want to have a blessed life? To be able to live a good life. Are you listening to me? Amen. So that tells me if I want that to happen, I need to make some adjustments. I need to make some adjustments. Let, let me, this is, this is for, well, I guess it's for everybody. But it kind of leans toward the direction of all you young folks. Ooh. Pastors, always preaching at us. <laughs> well, let me tell you something about me preaching at you. I don't hate you. Right. I don't. It's not a bad bone in my body. And the only reason why I'm telling you is because I care for you. I love you. And I want to see you live a good life. That's right. He's always talking negative. If you be honest about it, you'll probably say, he's always telling me about my bad points. Right? No. <laughs> huh? 
we, we all have some bad points. Amen. We're not perfect. But we're striving. Amen. Uh, we're striving to be better people, aren't we? Yeah. And I hope we are. We're striving to be better people. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Anybody know who Charles Stanley is? Well, I was trying to find some gospel music on the way out to Wagner the other morning. The only one I could get was 105.3. Yeah. Used to listen to that when we lived in Wagner. Tuned it on right when the Salem News Network just got done. And then next was Charles Stanley. So I said, okay, I have to listen to Charles. So I was listening to Charles, and you know what? Charles made an interesting comment. He said, somebody, somebody shared with him one time, I will never become a Christian. So he said, why? Why wouldn't you become a Christian? She said, he said, because Christians don't obey what their Lord commands them to do. So, so he said, so he said, if I was a Christian, I would obey. If you love me, keep my commandments, and my commandments aren't grievous. And if we're Christians, we ought to be like him. Huh? The epitaph of Christ Christians, of Christianity. Amen. The epitaph. Praise God. I want to be like him. How many of you want to be like him? I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to be filled with the love of God. Amen. I want to be filled with the word of God. I want to be a testimony. I want to be a light. I want to be like Jesus. So I was sitting there and I said, Oh, amen. Charles. <laughs> I'll agree with you that time. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about the brevity of life. Yeah. Does anybody know what the word sober means? means not to be uh, under the influence of whatever a substance a thought a spirit to be sober is you're free from that you're not under the influence ever hear that under the influence of alcohol or they were under the influence of drugs to be sober is your mind is not going to be influenced by that. That means a lot of other things. 
means your emotions. Hmm? Anger, bitterness, strife, strife, wrath, hmm? emulation, fornication, adultery, all these things. Your mind is not going to be influenced by that. You're not going to be intoxicated. So when you're intoxicated, you're totally, you're influenced by it. You're under the power. I like that somebody said about forgiveness. If you learn to forgive, you'll release that burden. Don't let anybody else. That's right. That's why, praise God, we need to learn to forgive one another. If we will, it's going to happen. It's going to happen where we kind of, Amen. We, 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 we get cross with one another. But what did God say? God say to forgive one another. Yeah. As Christ forgave you. Yeah. Right. Amen. Yeah. And let love be a, a covering. Yeah. Let love be the perfection. The bond of perfection. Let that bond you together. So, so praise God. Once you forgive love. Because yeah. you're always making mistakes. Yeah. Yes. You're always failing yeah. until you learn how. Yeah. Until you grow. Yeah. You know that's so why I said you all. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. But this is what we need to do. I'm almost done. Peter said it this way. First Peter chapter five, verse number eight. Be sober. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Be sober. Yeah. In other words, don't be intoxicated. Yeah. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Why is that? Well, obviously, we don't want to come under his influence. Amen. Are you listening to me? Right. Why is that? Right. Because he's a thief. Right. He's a liar. He does, he's a deceiver. He's a murderer. And guess what he does to us? He blinds us. Yes. Yeah. Amen. In other words, we can't see the truth because he'll blind us through the power of sin. Sin blinds you from the truth. So unless you let sin go, you will never ever, amen, see the truth. Amen. Let me, you know, there, are, there are some people that actually, well, they, they think they're happy. But the only thing that makes them happy is what? Material things. Big old house. Maybe a few, a few cars, a few vehicles. Makes them happy. Nice clothes. Mm, man, I tell you what. So they, they, that, that, to, to them, that kind of... That, that satisfies you, they're content, oh, I'm not happy. But, 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 you know, really, realistically, if they're honest, they're miserable. Because they don't have peace in their spirit. Their, their carnal desires are the only thing that are satisfied. Yeah. And you know what? Jesus actually rebuked Satan because of that. Yeah. Satan knows how to capitalize on your carnal desires. He was getting ready to, amen, humble himself to the death of the cross. He was preparing his disciples 
saying, hey, in a few days, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed. Huh? And he's going to be crucified. Peter responded, not so, Lord. It's not going to happen. It's not true. He didn't want it to happen. But that's the reality. Sin has to be judged. That's the reality. Death. Somebody had to pay the price. It was the Lord. He had to pay the price. It was a gruesome price. But he did it for you and I. So that you and I could be saved. So Jesus in essence was saying. I have to go through this for your sake. But that's when Simon Peter rose up and said, Not so, Lord. Quit talking a bunch of nonsense. So Jesus turned around. He said, He turned and he said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Wow. Yeah. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God. In other words, you don't love the things that are of God. He said, but those that be of men. Satan knows how to capitalize on your carnal desires, your carnal whims, your carnal lust. Amen. Some people are happy living in sin. But guess what? They still need God anyway. Just hold on. Because... To some people, as long as they have money, as long as they have wealth, as long as they have a good reputation, as long as, long as they can own you know, several cars, as long as they can have all that, you know, whatever it is that means so much to them, amen, where your heart is, there where your treasure be also, whatever you really, praise God, pay attention to, whatever you really pursue. Some people think more of that than their soul. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you die with a million dollars in your bank account, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> what did you save it for in the beginning? Exactly. Amen. Not unless you made some kind of preparation. Right. It's not going to go nowhere. Are you listening to me? Some people put emphasis on those kinds of things. Guess what? It's not going to save their soul. Amen. It's not going to. Amen. They're not taking care of their eternal destiny. That's right. That's why Jesus could say this. He said, He said this. Take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, what ye shall drink. That's, like, that's all we're worried about. Yeah. 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 Hey, since I came here, I told the Lord that was me not to work. I said, okay, that was hard for me to do. Hey, he said, so when I talked to him about it, I prayed several times. And the last time he said, he, he told me, he said, no, I will take care of you. Guess what? He's taking care of me. Amen. Amen. Huh? Why? I put my trust in him. Yes. Yes. Praise God. My faith is in him. Yes. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. So he's taking care of me. So he says, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet of your body, what ye shall put on. Is right. not the life more than meat and the body right. than raiment? Right. Yes, yes, it is. Yes. Then he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. Amen. Amen. That's the secret. Amen. 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 I'm trying trying to feel after the Lord here. Because I can feel virtue just going out. I'm trying, I'm trying. What I'm trying to determine is, is it going anyplace? Is it hitting home? And I don't mean to make any of you nervous or anything like that. I'm actually a nice guy. I'm actually pretty friendly. Praise God. Easy going. You'll find that out. Get close to me. You'll find that out. Amen. And I just want you to know. I want you to know. I want you to understand. Really how short and fragile And you're in a position right now. You're in a position right now where you can you can use what God is imparting to you. That's your advantage. God can make your life better. That's the whole reason why we're here. Did you ever figure that out yet? Why am I here in church? God wants to make my life better. Yes. Woo! He wants to bless me. Yes. Huh? He wants to bless me. He wants to daily load me with benefits. Well, Ephesians chapter 5, if you want to go there, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So if you if you folks would quit interrupting me, I'll try to get done. <laughs> it's hard to do when I'm always interrupted. But I do my best anyway. Praise God. I've got to admit that. Verse number 14. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest. <laughs> Awake that thou that sleepest. Time to wake up. Wake up to reality. <laughs> Arise from the dead. Christ shall give thee light. Wow. Wake up. It's our wake up call. That's right, man. 
We all need a wake-up call. So he says, See then that ye walk circumspectly. To walk circumspectly. In other words, guess what? You better know where you're going. Huh? You better know where your feet, which direction your feet are going. Walk circumspectly. Another version says perfectly. Walk perfectly. What does that mean? Well, that means you're not walking by your own will. You're walking by God's will. So because you're walking by God's will, you're walking perfectly. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. So when God gives you direction and you're walking that way, you're walking circumspectly. So he goes on, he says, he says, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I guess we know we're living in that. That's right. We're living in a day where they call evil good and good evil. That's right. That's right. Amen. Look at you and they say, there's something wrong with you. Because you don't want to smoke and drink and fight and cuss. Right. Live like we do. There's something wrong with you. Right. You're evil. Yes. Huh? Don't want to be like everybody else. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming. Exact. Exagarzo. Exagarzo. The Greek word redeeming. Exagarzo. Guess what that means? To buy up. So if you're buying up, what does it mean to buy up? You're investing. You're investing. You're making an investment. Yes. Guess what? Some of you need to make an investment in your time. Right. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Don't let time get away from you. Make an investment in your time. Yeah. Make time. Yes. Yes. For God. Amen. It means to buy up. To rescue from. To rescue from loss. How many of you feel like you're losing time. Yeah. Or there's lost time. Yeah. Time gets away from us. Right. We always talk about that. Right. Oh, where did it go? Oh, I wish we could. How many, how many, I've heard this so many times. I wish we could go back in time. Yeah. 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 Why? To make up something you lost. Right. You know why? Because obviously you're, there's some regret there. Right. Oh man, I wish I could go back to that moment of time. I would do it different. Yeah. Huh? 
Isn't that always the answer? I would do it different. Guess what? You have the opportunity right now to do it different. So he says, so he says to rescue from loss. Here's 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 another one. Listen to this. To improve your opportunity. When I, when I went back to school, I, I wasn't considered a, what they call a traditional student because I was much older than all the other students. I was nervous when I went back to school. There all these young people sitting in class. Yeah, of course, I'm tall too, so. And I was really nervous and I was kind of like, um. and, and after I befriended some, some, some of the young people, and got, they got to know me, you know, when they formed groups, guess what, had a lot of problems come join my group. So I was just, I had to ask one day, I said, how come you guys, what made you come to be part? Well, because we know this. You're older, and you obviously know better, uh, know more, and you're experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, oh, okay. Yeah. I said, here I was, I was nervous, because here I am, an old guy, and I'm sitting in front of a bunch of, he didn't say, no, 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 no. That's why we want to be in your group. <laughs> so I said, okay, thank you very much. But here I was, I, was, I wasn't a traditional student because I was older. I was older. Kind of broke the mold. And there they were, and praise God. So when it came time to, you know, like have these discussions and everything, it just seemed like, man, it was rich because, you know, they always... Well, what do you think, Mr. Marshall? I said, I'll tell you what I think. One of my first questions was this. How many of you believe in God? You know, I was surprised. Almost everyone. All right, there you go. There we go. So, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of these young people were concerned about their life. They were concerned about their future. They were concerned about the way things were going to go. They understood about the pressures. Away from their mom and dad. Couldn't make those you know, they couldn't get them on the on the computer. They couldn't call them on the phone. So guess what they did? I was their surrogate father. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they would ask me, and and I, so I would tell them. They said, "Wow." And you know what? Then here, here comes this young lady, and I'm not saying it was because of me. But here comes this young lady. She was probably 17, 18 years old when we started that first semester. And there she was. And she came back to me. I think it was the second year. We had several classes together. There she was. She came and she said, Mr. Marshall, amen. We're in the same class again. I said, yes, we are. She said, I'm glad. She said, I've got something to tell you. I said, what's that? She said, ever since I've come to know you, 
She said, you know what I did? She said, I started praying more. I started reading my Bible. Guess what? I wasn't doing too good in school. I didn't want to let anybody know that. Amen. I was almost going to be have to leave because my grades weren't high enough. But because I started praying and reading my Bible and talking to God, she said, no. Amen. I'm getting up there. I'm on the be on the roll. Amen. All because of you. So you think you don't make a difference. But let me tell you something. You young people, you're at an advantage right now. You're in a place where you can make your life good. You can live a good life. You have your future ahead of you. I'm trying, Lord. Last but not least, here's some good advice by a very wise man. In Ecclesiastes 12.1, he said this, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Let me tell you something. Whether you realize it or not, you're going to come to a point in your life where you're going to understand, man, I wish I would have paid more attention. Boy, am I feeling? What's going on? I just can't. Amen. I can feel it. Virtue is going out. I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to. Is it, is it hitting in the right place? Yeah. Is it hitting in the right place? Yeah. You know why? Because I want my life to be totally engulfed in Him. Yes. My life is not my own. He shed his blood for me. He paid the price. Yeah. So my life is not my own. My life belongs to him. Amen. So I want to do everything I can to please him, to serve him, to live for him, to love him. As the psalmist said this, as the psalmist said this, this is my, this is what I do every day I wake. This is what I do every day that he blesses me with. I want my times to be in his hands. I sure can't do anything without him. And my life is vanity without him. It's empty. It's nothing. So I'm reaching out to you, all of you that are here this afternoon. I'm reaching out to you. I'm hoping that your life would, from this, from this moment, from what you've heard this afternoon, I'm hoping your life would definitely take a turn for the better. I'm hoping for change. I'm hoping for, praise God, a, a transformation for you. God can begin to work in your life.
humble yourself. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. In the days of thy youth. Right now. Can it be wise young people? I believe there is. You can be wise. Your life can be a lot more stable if you just humble yourself to him. Get the musicians and singers to come up. when we get up there and you walk in that city on those streets of gold right. and when you stand before him guess what this, wow. and you can just wow you're going to thank yourself you're going to say oh man amen I'm glad I paid attention glad I obeyed. I'm glad I humbled myself. I'm glad I did all that, Lord, because this certainly is worth it. Yes, it is. Thank you, Jesus. This certainly is worth it. My. Then you can enter into eternal bliss. My, my, my. No more suffering. No more death. No more sickness. No more sorrow. No more pain. None of that. Wow. Can you imagine? As somebody said this afternoon, to blow your mind. Just blow your mind. You'll just be beside yourself. You'll probably be running all over. You'll probably be worshiping. Yep. Probably be dancing. Yep. Probably be crying. Amen. Rejoicing. Amen. Praise God because you did. Thank you. you said, Lord, I want to remember my creator. I want to do what's pleasing in your sight. I want to I want to humble myself to you, Lord. That's all it takes. And you can learn to do that. You can learn to do that right now. You can learn to just humble yourself and just talk to him and say, Lord, you know my heart. You know, he knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows your limitations. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strength. He knows everything about you, even the hairs on your head. But he wants you to humble yourself to him and say, Lord, I want you to help me. I want you to give me some direction. And he will do just that. So we're going to open up the altar. Anybody that wants to come up and pray, it's open to you.